okay? I'll say it again. Last time I was in this bar, all I wanted was just some freshly squeezed orange juice. Is that wrong? No? Okay. How about this? You, you, you see this fizz? Huh? You see it? You see it in all its glory, buddy? These are four-inch pythons in these fish. You see them? Yeah? Guess what? They... They will destroy you if you do not give me at least a drink of orange juice. If not, I'm afraid, buddy. You're in for some real cowboy So how about you hand over some... Oh god, you have a gun! Uh, why, why do you have a gun? Uh, oh, this, this is the wrong bar. Okay, I, I, I'm sure this has been one big misunderstanding. Uh, if you guys will just let me go. Uh, hey, uh, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, put me down! Put me down! Uh, um, okay, uh, this has been a clear misunderstanding! Uh, why, why is there a horse? I, I walked into this place like five minutes ago! Where are the stables? Uh, don't, don't put me on the horse! No! 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 On this week's episode of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, we'll be discussing Hangman! Adam Page! What are my thoughts on his current feud with Young Bucks, FTR, and Kenny Omega? Where on earth will he go next? And of course, some good old fantasy fumble! So now, tell your friends, your friendliest friends, about tonight's episode of the Wrestling with Fiction Podcast! <laughs> I'm not a cowboy! Get me off this thing! Ah! Oh, gee, Jesus Christ! Ow! Hi, hi everyone! It's a miracle I landed in my recording booth, huh? Oh, welcome to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast! Ow! Yeah, if if you didn't get it from the intro, uh, yeah, we're we're talking about Hangman Adam Page. Uh, so I I don't know how to really talk about Hangman Adam Page without talking about the fact that he's probably the most legitimate cowboy out there because he's the only one who's entered the wrestling ring on a horse. Okay, that's immediately a plus in the cowboy book. So, I, I think he might be low-key the best cowboy in all of wrestling. Okay, I know he doesn't carry a gun, like James Storm ever did, but you know what? It's still pretty good. Like, you know, he comes up with the chaff sometimes. You know, he's got the bandana talking about, oh, he's a mean man from Tech, not Texas. Aaron's Creek, Virginia, nearly said Texas. How cliche. So, yeah, uh... If you're new to this podcast, yeah, this is the podcast where we discuss where Hangman Page will go. What will happen? I don't know. We'll find out together. So, 
Yeah, from my honest opinion of Henman Page, I've I've always since sort of like his loss to Chris Jericho. I've kind of seen him as now this is gonna sound probably pretty far fetched. He's kind of AEW's equivalent of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, hear me out on this. I know that Stone Cold Steve Austin was, you know, the badass, stomping on a mud hole, that type of thing. Hangman Page is not like that at all. But what Hangman Page kind of represents in AEW is that the anti-hero, you know? Just from the way that he's presented on screen to his relationships with the elite, you know, his kind of on-again, off-again friendship with FTR at the moment. He's not really... He's not necessarily a heel for not really siding with all the babyfaces. And he's not really a babyface because he isn't really siding with the heels. He's kind of in this weird in-between bit where he doesn't really have many friends. And his only crutch is his alcohol addiction. <laughs> And to be fair, in wrestling, one of the best things I usually helped characters get over is having a consistent flaw. And this isn't really necessarily a flaw for Hangman, but it's a good character trait that he never really had before he's lost to Chris Jericho. That's kind of made him a lot more endearing. Which, personally, I'm totally not against him being an AEW World Champion anytime soon. Like, I feel like this tag team run he's had with Kenny Omega has really sort of solidified him as this sort of upper mid-card to potentially main eventer for the company. And I think definitely the elite, not the elite, I'll say the EVPs of AEW and Tony Khan himself probably sees. So, with that in mind, let, let's just get into his current feud, since that seems to be how this structure's currently going. I personally absolutely adore this feud in the moment with Hangman Page, sort of with the on-again, off-again friendship with Kenny Omega. It's It's been a friendship that's really helped to elevate Hangman Page as a, ironically, a singles wrestler. Because I feel like before this, he didn't really have much character depth to him. And that's not a knock on Hangman himself. It's just from his time in Ring of Honor to his time in Bullet Club, he wasn't really a well-established talent in the eyes of, I guess, pro wrestling fans? But not in the sense that he wasn't a good wrestler, but more of his character wasn't really fleshed out enough to audiences to be relatable or identifiable as, oh, this is who Hangman Page is. Because wrestling-wise, Hangman Page, I mean, they've said it before, he's easily one of the best at the moment just he's this great mix of sort of agile agility and just that good like stiff stan hansen i'm about to say strong style because that's the only thing that's coming to my mind but that probably isn't the best way to talk about it just just the way that he sort of like has this very sort of tough, stiff nature in his offense mixed with sort of high-flying ability. It's probably why I love the Buckshot Lariat so much. The Buckshot Lariat is literally bare bones, it's just a clothesline. But the way he delivers it with just sort of the speed and agile force that he 
comes into the ring with, it works so well. And Jesus, I, I said and, but I don't know where I was going to go with that. I completely lost track on what I was going to think of the feud. So, yeah, absolutely love the feud. Uh, the Kenny Kenny Hangman dynamic's great. It's very odd seeing Hangman portrayed in the spotlight, which is probably... It's quite refreshing, to be honest, considering how Kenny Omega's traditionally portrayed. Plus, like, Hangman Page's sort of evolution... And just general talk with people like the Young Bucks has been quite interesting. Particularly how it isn't really a, I hate you for the sake of hating you. It's, I don't like you just just for the people that you are. I appreciate what you've done for me, but I kind of want to go out on my own. Which I think from, if you want to look at Hangman as a babyface, that's quite an awesome just sort of character trait for him. Is that he isn't necessarily gonna like every single guy in the locker room and maybe i'm just going on complete tangents here with it but since we're on the topic of the tag team itself because we know the current storyline either kenny or hangman's gonna turn at some point it's the odd couple tag team trope but i will say AEW's done a fantastic job of making me think it could be evil one if I'm going with my gut feeling. I think Hangman's going to be a babyface still. I feel like Hangman Page got organically over with the crowd back when crowds were still a thing. I feel, I've already said it before, just sort of his current traits. That he's had have really made him a lot more identifiable with AEW fans. Or even just wrestling fans in general. I, I feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I feel like if Hangman Page suddenly turned, that would get rid of a lot of that organic sort of babyface rise that we're getting with him at the moment. Plus, with Kenny, he doesn't lose anything if he turns heel. Kenny's been... As much as I love Kenny Omega, he hasn't had that big sort of character moment that's been fully paid off on. Like, he's had this thing with John Moxley that wasn't really fully capitalised on. Like, we don't know if he's going to eventually return to that, which I feel like would be a really interesting thing. So, I think, as of right now, Hangman Page would be the better sort of singles babyface at the moment. Plus, with it, you can still continue the tensions with the Young Bucks, even after this feud. And then, since FTR's now officially turned, you can also have it be, like, a great thing with FTR. Like, Hangman Page, we've already started to see it on AEW, just sort of him kind of trying to pick sides. He doesn't know if he should go with the elite, the people who sort of brought him up, or if he should just go with FTR, his kind of drinking buddies, from his perspective. I feel like that's a really interesting dynamic. In terms of where I think it will lead, uh, it all depends on who turns. But... If Hangman doesn't turn, I can easily see him going for the world title against Kenny Omega. I feel like John Moxley will either lose the belt to either MJF or a heel turn Kenny Omega. That's kind of where my head is going at the moment. And from that idea, I think I may as well just go into full detail about 
a potential feud with Kenny Omega. That's one of the first things I think happens if the tag team eventually splits. Kenny, I don't necessarily think will go down the path of, say, like, an authority figure, just kind of being an EVP. But I feel like all the hints of potentially the cleaner or some sort of new iteration of the cleaner character coming back will be interesting. Especially since they've been planting hints throughout uh, their reign as tag team champions that Hangman likes Kenny Omega, but he doesn't like the cleaner. And I know that's something that's already been talked about with WrestleSoap. I feel like that's a good point worth noting. Hangman Page isn't really the type of person, I think, character-wise, who, if he starts seeing this, won't already have another dispute with him. Like, their whole tag team run has been based around miscommunication. And it's through that miscommunication, oddly enough, that they've been consistently tag team champions. It's through that thing, and plus them sort of... AEW's talking about their... I guess, incredible chemistry? I guess that's a way to look at it. Which, to be fair, isn't really far off. Like, the, the Young Bucks versus Hangman and Omega was arguably one of the best matches of the year in sort of this weird era of wrestling that we're currently in right now. I mean, I remember just looking at all the callbacks from sort of BTE... Uh, some of the former Bullet Club alumni, I won't say people specifically, but if you know the match, then you know what I'm talking about. I, I think, with it, it would almost be Hangman versus the Elite. That's kind of the feud that I could see if it's Kenny versus Hangman as a feud. Maybe not necessarily the Elite fully heal, but... Enough to the point where we could all get behind Hangman as a character because this whole thing has been about standing on his own and finally proving that he himself can be what he said in the initial press conference when he was brought into All Elite Wrestling was that he will be an All Elite Wrestling World Champion. I feel like with him confronting the Elite and just beating each and every single one of them, it starts with him sort of showing himself as that big single star that the company's been slowly building to. And speaking of facing his own demons, this one, this next idea that I have for Hangman, it's going to be a little bit... I guess the best way to say it is it seems a little out of left field. And maybe this wouldn't be the best thing to go into next, but I would... I'd be very interested to see a feud with this. So, Hangman Page versus Lance Archer. Now, not necessarily this feud wouldn't be about Hangman Page trying to overcome this giant murder hawk mo monster that is Lance Archer. For me, this feud would be about Hangman Page versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Now, as we've already talked about with Hangman Page, his current feud has left him to turn to alcohol addiction. Who would know the most about that specifically within AEW? Jake the Snake Roberts. His whole documentary series, not a documentary series, documentary made by DDP. 
confronts his whole issues with drug drug addiction and alcoholism. Maybe I'm misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure that's the thing that's covered in it. For me, this could be sort of not not necessarily uh, an idea of uh, Jake the Snake Roberts coming back into the ring, but I feel like it would be a good way to sort of get that mean streak out of Hangman Page that I feel could be a really cool step in enhancing his character. Like, maybe it could be a thing where Jake the Snake Roberts, just from knowing about Hangman's sudden, like, alcohol addiction, starts trying to convince him to lay off the booze. Or, it's only made you weaker, it hasn't made you stronger, look where you've been. You haven't been in the singles division for that long. You literally left it and cowered behind Kenny Omega. And I imagine if that was said to Hangman's face, he would be quite pissed. Because to him, that would be like saying that he's been hiding behind the Elite ever since he's come to All Elite Wrestling once again. You know, from his history in the Bullet Club. And also his history, if you want to go further back, to his time in Ring of Honor when he was part of the, not the Decay. Uh, I don't remember the stable name, but it was with BJ Whitmer. Uh, I don't remember it. Jesus. Uh, God, my head says the decay, but it really isn't the decay, and I know it isn't, so I'm just gonna call it the decay. I'm sorry. But yeah, that whole idea of just sort of Hangman trying to prove himself again and again and again, and I feel like that's quite a relatable story. Like, f from him just trying to branch out on his own, and for him, he has to overcome this gigantic monster that we've seen chuck guys through freaking ceilings. I feel like that would be a very fun thing, especially with, like, I could totally see, like, a counter of maybe, like, the blackout where uh, Lance Arch is just holding him up and it's right near the ring ropes and just sort of Hangman gets out of it and he just, like, lands on the rope like, hits him like a forearm, and then as he stays, hits him with the buckshot lariat. And, you know, if you want to make Lance Archer strong still, keep him up. So he has to go there, and then to the other side of the ring to hit another buckshot lariat. I don't know. At the very least, I feel like that would be a very... At the very least, a fun match. If the story isn't where AEW would want to take his character, because he's currently so intertwined with the Elite. So, if they do want to keep with the Elite, how about a feud with Cody? Like, I know that's a thing that I've said in the last episode involving Orange Cassidy, but I feel like with Cody kind of teasing the Four Horsemen situation, and this whole situation with maybe even FTR joining as this almost like Four Horsemen faction... You could totally have Cody with him being an EVP as this sort of self-entitled authority figure, which his whole character has been based around. Him sort of being this guy who claims that he will outwork you no matter what, even if he's so busy with managing the company. So it would be just another set of people for Hangman to overcome. Hangman Page... As a character, being this kind of, 
I'm going to keep on making this equivalent of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I know that's probably going to be repetitious and kind of annoying. But kind of more of the, you know, not Stone Cold Steve Austin, this kind of outlaw cowboy who doesn't really have many friends. Just see him trying to just sort of scramble his way through on his own. And maybe you can have these old interactions with private party. Kind of these young guys who have already fought with Cody trying to give him advice. Because from what I remember, Hangman Page has never had like a singles match with Cody. He's been in tag matches with him, but he's never had a singles feud with him. And I think that would be quite an interesting thing. Like, maybe Cody tries to get Hangman Page to join his almost Four Horsemen style faction. Uh, maybe you also get... Uh, Arn Anderson telling him how he reminds him of himself. Or maybe even like a younger Tully Blanchard. Just from the way that commentary presents him. Like, I know JR sometimes has very hit or miss commentary. But some of the stuff that he said about Hangman Page about like, oh, he takes too many risks going off the top row. See, a clothesline is just as effective. That could be a great story to tell, just based off of Cody's old school style. That Hangman needs to adapt to that style in order to combat Cody and his just sort of work ethic that he has presented within his character. I feel like that'd be quite an interesting way to go with him. If you don't want to go with the Young Bucks or just the feud with Kenny Omega straight away. So... Bringing it on to another thing, you're going to see a trend with this. <laughs> uh, this one's kind of biased. I will freely admit that. And it kind of goes with the whole Four Horsemen idea. So, segue to that. I, would, I wouldn't mind a feud with Sean Spears. Because, personally, I really want to see Sean Spears on television more. Like, he's currently had this thing on AEW Dark with sort of the the black hand, the sort of old school, sort of old school way of cheating, and his whole thing with like Tully Blanchard sort of inspiring him. I think with it, I know they said that they don't want a tag team partner. I could totally see Tully Blanchard almost trying to persuade Hangman in the same way that the Dark Order did. Of just trying to say that, hey, you remind me of, you remind me of my younger self. I see a lot of potential in you and you're wasting it behind all these other factors. Come join me and Sean Spears. Look what's happened with Sean. Yes, he's messed up along the way, but look at him. He's more vicious. He's aggressive. And maybe this is a way of, if you want to do a classic sort of like pass the torch situation without it being necessarily Tully passing the torch to Sean Spears, having Tully Blanchard have this relationship with Hangman Page being like, I want to see more aggression out of you in the same way that he gave to Sean Spears in a promo, just sort of, do you want to be world champion? Then almost sort of like drop the booze and focus on this. I feel like the payoff of this sort of endearing trait with Hangman Page is that eventually he might overcome it and come to his senses. Maybe keep some of the aspects. 
but ultimately overcome the situation and eventually lead him to the top of the company. I, I don't know what else to really say about Hangman Page particularly that I think hasn't been noted before. Uh, I think if I'm going to end all these sort of speculations and maybe... Because all of this has just been potential singles feuds. I've been trying to think about tag team feuds, particularly with him and Omega at the moment. But it's really hard just from how many people they've beaten on the roster. Like, if you look back, they've already beaten the Young Bucks. They've beaten Private Party. They've already beaten Best Friends. And with it, the last people who I think they should probably lose the tag titles to is FTR. Like, FTR's initial introduction was about them saying that they want to be the best tag team in the world. They are the best tag team in the world. And that Hangman and Omega aren't a real tag team. That was the initial comment. And Hangman, he hasn't really said anything about that. Like, even in uh, last week's segments of Tag Team Appreciation Night, he never really. He only said the best tag team was him and Omega. Like, with that miscommunication and just how the whole sort of feud has been developing, I wouldn't be surprised if FTR are just manipulating Hangman Page. And this whole, like, friendship they've had is just a way of them manipulating them so that they can make the most of how they present tag team wrestling. Look at the way that FTR wrestles. They are all about tag team rules. Kenny and Hangman, you can say that they follow the rules, but collectively as a unit, maybe not so much. I feel like FTR at this point are the only other people who could take the tag titles off them. And I feel like with it, it would be a culmination of just FTR sort of manipulating Hangman because he's still he's still not quite sure which side he's on. And honestly, I can't think of a better way for them to lose the tag belts. Like just all this build up of their of the tag team's miscommunication leading to them like losing. I feel like if in this situation Hangman's got to take the fall there's nobody else who I can see who would take the fall from it. So, yeah, I admit this has been a very quick episode. Uh, my initial episode plan was uh, another wrestler who I'll come to later throughout this thing. But, yeah, uh, a lot of plans got changed. If you can hear the huge creaking sound, I'm recording this and it's very windy, so I'm very sorry about that. Uh, so with it, so with that situation and the incredibly windy, chaotic thing, I believe it's time for the main and final segment that we usually have on this show. You may love it, you may hate it, you may be indifferent to it. Uh, it is the classic vintage. That's right, I'm saying classic and vintage. Because, I don't know, I need to make this segment sound way more important than it is. It is the ever so 
random fantasy fumble. So for any of you guys new to what fantasy fumble is as a segment, fantasy fumble is me attempting to book the worst storyline for the particular wrestler of the week. With it, I must make sure that by the end of it, uh, they will have, they must be victorious in the feud or have some sort of thing. And it must be a feud that kind of, I say kind of, but really, there isn't really many rules to this. Uh, the basics of it is, I must make the worst storyline for this character using any of the people on the current roster. I can't bring in anyone from outside companies. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's Fantasy Fumble will begin in 3, 2, 1, Fumble. Let the dumpster fire begin! So I'm telling you right now, guys, I'm a genius. I'm a genius. Because you know what makes a good guy bad? Getting rid of his own problems. That's right, boys. So this story begins any way that any other thing does. How does that happen? Well, Hangman Page is drunk out of his mind, sitting in a bin. Yes, he's sitting in a bin. He's drunk. He's tired. I don't know why, but he just is. He's just drunk. He's good old kooky hangman. So, yes, as he's doing that, he sits there drunk. As the bin falls, he falls. And who does he encounter? Peter Avalon, the librarian. He looks at him in disgust. Peter looks at him in disgust, reading his book. But then, in a shock of horror, he gives him a note. Hangman, of course, doesn't read the note. He thinks it's something else and he just chews it. In the next couple of weeks, we see Peter Avalon coming across Hangman Page again and again and again, each time giving him another page, another piece of paper. But what for, you may ask? To eventually, when Hangman Page is drunk enough, and he confronts Peter Avalon about why are you giving me these pages? They are not delicious enough. I'm too drunk to know what this is. He starts reading him a bedtime story because cowboys love bedtime stories. He tells him about his old being the elite book that he had made. He tells him about him being the hangman, the cowboy hangman page. And hangman just falls right asleep. In the coming weeks, the bedtime stories come and go longer and longer. Both of them reading, enjoying their time. But over time, you see, Hangman Page starts drinking less. I know, shocking. In this case, we start seeing Hangman Page going on a losing streak. He starts losing again and again and again. Kenny asking him, what are you doing? We keep on losing. We're the tag team champions. How, why? He says, I don't know. I, I just, you know, he just starts reading more and more. He gets addicted to it. He gets more addicted than he did with alcohol. And at this point, the librarian's plans have begun. 
getting Hangman off the right of alcoholism. And I know, it's very difficult. Very difficult path. It's made Hangman not who he was. We start seeing with Hangman being confronted by the elite, the young bucks, about how he should be drinking more alcohol. Not because it would make him feel better, but because it would make him Hangman. The Hangman that we all know right now. And help him eventually get out of this funk, this losing streak that he finds himself in. And then, as these times go by, matches get longer and longer, we find ourselves classic, yet basic singles match between Peter Avalon and Hangman Page, the man that kept on reading Hangman his bedtime stories. Of course, at this point, Peter Avalon hasn't won a single match in AEW, so in these moments, he starts cutting a promo on the ring, he starts talking to Hangman saying, lay down for me, I will read you a bedtime story. Hangman lays. He lays there as he places, as he reads him a book. Laying down, Peter goes for the pin. Hangman kicks out. And it's at that point the young bucks come down, seeing his friend in danger. What do they do? They pass him a booze. Not a booze, an alcohol, a beverage, something that you would call a drink. And then, like Popeye, Hangman powers up. He comes back to his senses. He sees that Peter Avalon, through all these times of reading bedtime stories, has manipulated him, used him against his own will, not making him the best Hangman that he can be. And in these moments, he discovers his inner strength. He hits him with a lariat, hits him with a lariat again. And as Peter offers him a book, he chucks the book in his face and hits a buckshot lariat. One, two, three. Hangman Page wins. But it's in this moment, it's at that point, he sees the bottle of booze and he takes a sip. And then he grabs the book. He has both. Because in these moments, it's always good to read, but it's always good to treat yourself. Because that, my friends, is true, cowboy. By God, uh, my booking keeps getting worse and worse. Uh, yeah, very rushed idea. Not my best. I'll work on it. Uh, could it have been worse? You guys can let me know. It could have been worse, right? Uh, so, with that in mind, uh, you guys may not know this, just based off recording stuff, but... Uh, the other two were pre-recorded before the podcast even launched, so this is kind of the first one where I'm trying to do it weekly. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of uh, etches that I didn't quite get. I don't know if I will do this weekly or not. I might make it uh, fortnightly. Who knows? Uh, depending, I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone who first downloaded this or just, like, gave it a chance. It's really awesome to just sort of see people just, you know, want to give this random thing a chance. Like, I know it isn't like the traditional, we're going to review this, or stuff like that. I just want to make something that's very fun and creative, just in the world of wrestling, because we need, it's always good to have, like, variety. 
And that's what we need, because life needs variety. And that's what's good about this, I hope. So, uh, tune in next week, I guess, because I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'll get the person who I was meant to do this week for next week. But hey, uh, at least that means I have plans for this to continue. That's progress. To be honest, I wasn't even expecting to get past the first episode, so this is already a milestone. So, I already said so a lot, so... So, Jesus Christ, I say so a lot. Wow, you know, just when the cameras are off, or just when you're starting to talk on a podcast and you say stuff a lot, you suddenly just realise all of your weird habits that you just sort of have. And I have no idea why I say them. Oh god, it's the pain of editing. If any of you do editing out there, you'll understand if you hear your own voice. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I I personally enjoyed making it, despite uh, a lot of the issues. Uh, again, thank you for listening. I hope you all have a lovely day. And so, I'll see you guys later. Uh, have a good day, everyone. Stay safe.